Welcome back to another week of Ghosts in the Scene, Certified Audio Sage, Ghost-Friendly Podcast. I'm your host, Gio Champatazzi, and I am back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. Rob, how are you? How's it going? Uh, Gio, I and everyone, I, I'm just going to give you all a heads up, but uh, I just got, I just had a major brain scrub. Oh my God. This week, uh... I needed to take the whole thing out, deep, deep clean all that. Mm. Toxins in your brain. Get all those wrinkles out. Yes. I, I needed it completely smooth so I can start from scratch. And now it's it's back in. I, I'm all right. It was it was done well. You know, you, I went to a professional. Doctor uh, uh, Etch a Sketch, right? Mm-hmm. She kind of mm-hmm. shook you up, and all of a sudden, you're all the way clean, nice, clean slate, tabula rasa, right? Is that what they call it? I I, I believe so. I mean, I'm going to be. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to be a little slow. I, I I I'm forming new folds, so you know, it's it it might be a tough go. But I told Doctor Doctor Sketch, mm-hmm. listen, Doc, I I gotta let the people know about everything. Uh, so, so, so do a good job and, you know, otherwise, you know, I was, I was getting so poisoned from, from all the bad media out Mm. there that, you know, I was worried that I I would come on here. I might be quicker on my feet, but, uh, I might be starting to tell some lies and I would never do that to any of you. Yeah, we'd rather wipe our brains completely clean and have to relearn everything than ever tell you a lie. And I think that is to your morality, and that just shows your commitment to the truth, Rob. And I think the fans will thank you for that, and I thank you for that. You know, it it, it takes a brave heart to crack open your skull and allow a doctor to put it through the rinsing. You know, put it through a, a nice wash. So I'm glad you're safe. You know, I can tell that the stitches are healing up nice and easy, looking good. And, you know, as much as, you know, I told you to take the week off, you demanded that we continue and the show must go on. So uh, I'm glad that we're, we're keeping on. Um, me personally, I have, have not been um, in any operations lately. But I have been thinking about getting glasses, like forever glasses, you know? I have a... Like stapled to your head? Well, you know, people always say, you know, uh, the magic eyes, those books that you have, you can see things. And I've never been able to see things that way. And, you know, I've seen ghosts and I've seen, you know, poltergeists, vampires, plenty of different things, right? (laughs) But that's because they're real. 
and I see them because they're there. When somebody passes me a magic eye, I don't see what they want me to see or what they're telling me. Oh, there's a boat, right? I don't see that. And so I think I, my eyes are broken because obviously people are seeing something there that I'm not seeing. So I need glasses. That's how I, I figured out that I need glasses. And I'm going to try to get the you know, thickest rim prescriptions that I can find. I really need help. Yeah, and I'm glad that you're doing that to, to better your, yourself, Joe. And just make sure you get the right lens, obviously. You want to look stylish with the frames, but get the right lens because you want to be able to actually see those, those creatures pop out, uh, yes. those images pop out. Because, wow, like that is such a unique experience. And, you know, you can learn a lot of the secrets of the universe through those books. Oh, my God. And I'm missing out. You're missing out because they're, that's, that's why they're coded that way. They don't want anyone to see them. It's yeah, that makes forbidden knowledge. And, you know, maybe there's a reason why I'm not allowed to see these things because I, I might gain too much power. But honestly, you know, I think it's time that we hijack some of the power, you know, and we use it for the good of the people, good of humanity. You know, if I read one of those things and E equals MC squared pops out to me, you know, I'm going to take it and run. So uh, I'm in the hunt for glasses. But to your point, I'm looking for a not sketchy uh, optometrist because people don't know this, but a lot of optometrists are very anti-ghost. They don't like to even talk about it. it actually, this is a good test of, of, of judgment and character. If you have an optometrist. Just ask them, are my glasses ghost-proof? Okay. Now, if they say no, they're a good optometrist. They're good because you don't know this, but they have like UV filters that filter out the UV light. They do the same thing for the paranormal wavelength, which means that they can totally block out your ghost sight with glasses. So I'd be very careful who you trust, you know, to be putting stuff near your eyes. Uh, doctors, you know, who have those cool stethoscopes with the lights, they can trick you into doing a lot of different things. That's called hypnotism. And it happens in many different doctor's offices that we don't even know about. And actually, that's something, you know, the field sobriety tests that you take when you're maybe taking a few too many drinks on, on the side of the road. That's also a form of hypnotism, and I, I don't think we talk about it enough. And and when you're in those the, the you know the optometrist office, think about this: what do they have you do? They have you stand way far away from a piece of paper mm. and read this incantation out loud. E R S, you know, they're making you cast a spell. There's no reason. Wow. For you to stand that far away from that piece of paper, if you're any closer, you mm. know, your eyes might fall out of your head. Yeah, you'd catch on fire. And I mean, the thing about the significance of the poster, right, Rob, is that a poster can be rolled up much mm. like a scroll. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that people take away from the actual meaning of posters nowadays. You go to anybody's dorm room right now, and there'll be a, po a poster of Harry Styles, right? 
what you don't understand is that is not a poster of Harry Styles. That is a scroll of Harry Styles. And the scroll has a much more potent magic usability. So when you take posters, you're not just using regular paper. You're talking about things that can be rolled up, that's more durable. And actually, some people say that the Bible was written on posters. And that's why they lasted this long. I mean, yeah, they they talk about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Right. right. I mean, the Grateful Dead has been playing in bands for thousands of years. And I mean, that's why their main logo is like a skeleton head, right? Or a, a bears have been around for thousands of years, right? So it's the same thing. So really what, when, when it comes down to it, Jerry Garcia, right? He knows way, way more than anybody else. He probably was able to see the magic eye better than anybody. And so much so that they named an ice cream after him, which is hard for people. I mean, tell me something. Who's the last Pope that had an ice cream named after him? I, I can't think of any. Can you even think of a religious figure? Let's say I don't, uh, the Buddha. Does he have an ice cream flavor? Uh, no, no, I don't, not to I, my knowledge. I, Same thing with Jesus. I mean, there's no chocolate chips Jesus Christ ice cream. I mean, maybe Chunky Monkey, but I mean that's a yeah that that might be a stretch. But it's you, a stretch. You, you might be right on that. And here we have Cherry Garcia, right? Jerry Garcia knows something about the universe and the grateful dead right i mean the dead sea scrolls he knows about maybe you know some shows that happened that jesus opened for him or something i mean i i there's the research is still out but there's certain circles that believe that jerry garcia was perhaps the 14th or the 13th apostle whoa Third, I mean, number 13, think about it. Unlucky or lucky, not, you know, Friday the 13th has an entire new meaning because when they say the dead, you know, live on Friday the 13th, they're talking about Jerry Garcia. I mean, Night of the Living Dead is about the band and about how they're able to somehow, you know, be older than time itself. That's why everyone's so afraid of them in that movie because you know deadheads are very polarizing. So they yeah. come out. That movie's about basically a bunch of deadheads trying to get to you know the latest Grateful Dead show. Yeah. And everyone's freaking out. And then you know, if they get too close to you, you know, you could become a deadhead too. I mean, I just thought of something, Rob. And I mean these are jam bands, right? Which is basically jumping around the multiverse kind of bands. Wow. Mm -hmm. And another one, fish. I mean, think about it. Fish is the symbol of, of Christianity. And they're the only other ones with the ice cream flavor too. Wow. Yes. So, I mean, think about that. People, X's, Y's, everybody out there, with a, a spoonful of, of ice cream in, in, in your mouth right now, really, t you know, take a moment, swallow that, that pill. Okay. Because you might've just swallowed some poison and it could be good poison. It could be bad poison, right? Because some poison that you ingest is called a vaccine sometimes, right? Back in the old days, they'd give you just like a little small dosage of the, 
of the thing and of the virus, you'd fight it and then you'd get better at it, right? You'd be able to fight it afterwards. Ghosts are the same way, right? You take a little inoculation of ghosts, you know, you can call it poison, you can call it whatever you want, but really ice cream has much more of a religious connotation than you ever thought. Just like pretzels, how they were made by monks. It turns out, you know, ice cream flavors have some kind of, um, I'd say like Illuminati kind of way that they uh, name their flavors. Ben and Jerry's, I think has, they're like the criterion collection of like historical figures. They only have a certain kind of person that they like to choose. And they're choosing Jerry Garcia. They're choosing fish. So we might have a full investigation in our hands into Ben and Jerry's, but um We'll find out. I mean, the other thing is they stopped selling their ice cream in Israel, mm-hmm. right? And some say political reasons, and you know, I, I would agree. But also, if you think about it, you know, you could have more than one reason. And I think the other reason is, what if they had a certain mission while they were in in Israel, and now that mission is over, right? They could have been in Bethlehem. Yes, they could. They could have been doing some some soil samples to really get the fish, you know, taste down. I, I think they do their due diligence when it comes to flavor profiling, and so I think they were trying to get the essence of Bethlehem, that manger taste, to go into the fish, like the new re- improved fish flavor of ice cream that they have. So I, I think there's a lot that we can get into with Ben and Jerry. You know, the fact that we don't know their last names, I think, is a little strange. Hagen Dazs, I mean, they're proud enough to go out and say, you know, who they are. So I think it's just very interesting. Um, I, I don't have a full investigation to really give everybody here, and I'd be a liar to say that I did. Because, I mean, sometimes this is spontaneous investigations, people. This just came out of nowhere. But really, I feel like this is like a conspiracy that is worth sinking our teeth into. Completely. And I, I feel like I needed a few more folds to kind of ridge back into my brain to before fully jumping into this, you know, like we don't want to, we don't want to give too much uh, half-baked information. I, I feel like we had a kind of, we were kind of on the front edge leading people to say, you know, Mark was taking some, some horse pills mm. to, to prevent COVID because he's Mark the horse. He's the horse. He can handle it. He can handle it. And I think it, people started to think, oh, I I feel pretty horse-like. I can take this too. No, that was really specifically for Mark. And he had literally been taking that for years. The thing about it is Mark isn't about that temporary horse life. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a breathe horse. He's a sleep horse. He's a work horse. He's a Mark horse. And so you're not going to catch him slipping. When it comes to that kind of stuff, he takes his ivermectin daily, but that's because he's a horse, not a human. And I think people didn't really understand. You can spiritually be a horse all you want. Mark is literally a, a horse. Like Bojack Horseman is, is based off of our friend Mark Loeffler. So I think people get that mistaken. And I think you know we're a podcast and we're not visual, and I think that kind of hurts the visual aspect of our friend Mark, because he truly is a horse. Yeah. And if you are a horse, go, go, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Prove it. You probably already take it. 
And so that's good. Good for you. But really, I mean, Joe Rogan taking the ivermectin recently, right? Um, I, I think it's very interesting um, that he would tell everybody the things that he's doing. And he would hide all of the spells that he was probably doing, the incense he was burning. The vaccine he was taking. The vaccine he probably took uh, you know, a few months ago. The ghosts that were helping him, his ancestors. He didn't even shout out his ancestors as in helping him survive this. I mean, that is, I mean, he talks about Z pack, right? Zombie pack, or I'm, I'm not sure what exactly, but he doesn't talk about his ancestors. He doesn't talk about the cavemen in his, in his blood that helped him survive this. I think it's just disrespectful. And I mean, people say it's, it's dumb for him to try to want to be like Mark and that nobody can be like Mark. And I couldn't agree with them more, honestly. I think uh, it was unfair for him to put that standard on himself because no one's going to be like Mark. I mean, it's tough because Joe wants to be the top of the podcasting world, and he knows that he can't touch Ghost in the scene. Obviously. And and, and Joe, like, for your own, just, like, just just do you, Joe. Like, that, that you are enough, right? You can look yourself in the mirror and say, I am enough, and that's fine. There's only one ghost in the scene. I, I mean, you said it so eloquently right there, Rob. Joe, look in the mirror, you know, um, take your shirt off and maybe get like an x ray machine. You can afford it and just take a photo of your heart. Okay. Now, say to yourself, that right there, that's enough. Okay. The fact that it's pumping blood into my body, the fact that I'm a I'm a red-blooded, you know, human being with a soul. That is enough. And I don't have to be a horse. And then you can, you know, I mean, listen, he's counting his billions right now. He has a cushy deal, right, with Spotify, aka Spookify. Right? They're giving us ghost sense, right? So literally they're paying us ghost money. Not even saying that's bad, just saying that it's a currency that they're giving us now, which is it's, – it's almost like a cryptocurrency. Cryptid currency. Cryptid currency, exactly. So you know, Joe Rogan is laughing all the way to the bank right now. I'm sure he took a big investment you know, tip into ivermectin before he made this announcement, and so you know, we're making him money even by doing this segment. So I don't want to give him any, many much more uh, minutes on this, but I'll just say that you know, to, to be the best, you got to have the ability to transform your body like Mark did. And it's a lot like what the rock did, turning himself from a rock into a, into a human. I mean, that's something that he took decades in working, going to the gym in order to develop muscle instead of rock. I mean, that's, you know, the, the positive power of mental, uh, what do you call it, um, conjuring. Right, like you're saying, you can conjure yourself into existence as well, not just other things. I think people forget about that. You can do some internal conjuring, and so I think The Rock is a perfect example of that. And I just believe that it's time for everybody else to get on board with the transformation, you know. And and it, but it's 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 not something that happens over time, quickly. It's, it's something that happens 20 years 
right? How, how long did we call him the rock before we started calling him Dwayne? I mean, people For, still call him the yeah. rock. I mean, but he's, he's okay with it, but the transformation is something that happens over time. And I just feel like Joe Rogan, if you want to be a horse, you start with maybe, you know, straightening your hair and then trying to grow some butt hair and then straightening that. And then, you know, making your nose longer. And I mean, there's things that happen gradually, right? You can't just start taking horse pills like that. You know, that's not how it works. Yeah. It, it, you gotta, you gotta think of what is the least invasive to begin with. You can't just like go like nailing like metal shoes to your, to the bottoms of your feet right away. I mean, yes. if, if that's your strategy and I mean, maybe if the nails are like really little. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, that's, it's still kind of painful. Like, just like start off with some tap shoes. It's the same spirit and you get the clippity clappity, clippity clappity. So yes. like that's, the, you know, think of it that way. You don't have to go straight to the nails. Rome just, wasn't built in one day. Okay. Exactly. And you don't have to be a horse in one day. I think that's, that's something that we need to kind of call out onto the mountaintops that, you know, horse training is something that is, is a lifetime goal. And we're not going to be responsible for people's botched surgeries. Okay. Don't come to ghost in the scene for, for compensation on that. So um, that's enough of Joe Rogan. I think he can, he'll probably respond and I don't even want to hear his response. Okay. So um, away from him, let's move on to some, some movie news. Okay. Cause ghost in the scene. I mean, we are working as hard as we can. And yet I feel like the world is just like a crazy train and it's just pumping out content at a level that is just like so hard to keep up with. But I mean, we're doing it. So uh, let's get started. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is at it again. It's back at it. Okay. They were doing TV shows for like a year, and now they're back to doing movies. We got the latest movie coming out, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And this is a movie that uses kung fu and magic. And they're calling it a superhero movie. I would just call it like a spiritual kung fu movie which, I mean, I think a lot of Kung Fu movies kind of have, like, ghosts in them, and that's how they're able to punch so hard, and people don't talk about that. But, I mean, Shang-Chi, Aquafina is in it, so, I mean, we have a movie sponsored by Coca-Cola, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a powerful company, the Coca-Cola company, you know, it's, so we... I mean, this is this is not a surprise though. This is how uh, Marvel, you know, AKA Disney, and mm. all that. I mean, these are basically they're big commercials, right? That we're seeing. It's true. And what is this commercial telling us? Is the question we always have to ask ourselves, right? Like Black Widow. What what was that about? It's about house maintenance and making sure that any Black Widow's nest in your house is got, gotten rid of. Right. And that's how, I mean, you get the lawsuit from Scarlett Johansson saying, hey, listen, Black Widows are spiders with lives too. We shouldn't eradicate all of them. They serve a purpose in the ecosystem. Right. I mean, that's a classic nature versus the big companies kind of lawsuit. But what is Shang-Chi telling us? Or I think it's Shang-Chi, Shang maybe. I think I'm saying it wrong. I apologize. But 
what I personally think is, I mean, it's telling you that fist fighting is back in. And I think magical fist fighting, right? The idea that there is a sort of power and elegance in punching somebody square in the face, that it invokes a certain ethereal power. You connect to a higher plane of, of power. And I think wearing rings, AKA, you know, like a brass knuckle, I think enhances that power. So this this kind of, might be like a movie kind of from the pages of Fight Club, you know? Very much so. And then I think it's interesting that this movie also comes out in a year that the Olympics happened. But the Olympics, they're call, they call it the 2020 Olympics, but it's 2021. So what's going on? I think that they actually went back in time they kept on saying it's the 2020 olympics to put that on they had a they they had to time skip and i think disney had a hand on making sure that the olympics were a year later Mm -hmm. they created this rift in time to coincide with this film with the tin rings because the what are the olympics known for they're known for their rings oh my god right the olympic rings Yes, one hundred percent. I think you just cracked it, right? So, Shang Chi, and and their you know, sh- you know, I, I'd say their show of brutal violence, right? Um, and then showing how the rings make you more powerful is kind of saying like a, it's like Disney flexing on the fact that the Olympics serves something more than just a game there is something more powerful to the olympics which is why they had to keep it as the 2020 olympics and not 2021 so i think all so like in the movie there is a mafia syndicate right and the leader of it is called the mandarin who is i believe shang chi's father right who owns and controls the ten rings If we take that parallel, we're talking about the Olympic Committee and the head of the Olympic Committee, who I believe loves eating mandarins, is known to love eating mandarins, right? Which are called cuties in America sometimes. So he loves that he loves eating cuties. And I mean, like you said, the rings, the Olympic rings. So what does that say? I think we have the ritual in movie form right so whatever we saw in the 2020 olympics we're now seeing in shang chi and the ten rings just in a more dramatic version and so like so all of the things that happened right people wearing masks that superheroes wear masks that's 101 right superheroes always wear masks so it's interesting to see this is how they're bringing in the new phase, right? It's almost like they're kind of showing you a little bit of what, what the behind the scenes is what they're doing. Or we might just be the best investigators that ever lived in the history of humanity. I don't know which is which. I mean, we'll let history decide that. Yeah. And I mean, obviously there's some, there's some clear differences. You know, Kung Fu comes from China. The Olympics were in Japan. 
All right. Uh, okay. We're, we're not going to mix. We're not going to mix this up because that that is a, a big faux pas. That's uh, very true. So, you know, there's ways that they're trying to hide it. Is what I'm getting at. That to to kind of steer you away from the truth. All right. And the oh. Olympic rings have five rings, and these are ten rings. So we're kind of putting two into. Well, think together. about it. It's like 2020 and 2021, right? I mean, mm -hmm. they they tried to have it 2020. They failed, and then now they moved it to 2021, adding two different sets of rings. That's 10 rings. That's 10 rings. That's 10 rings. I mean, I don't know. It's It sounds interesting that it would be so obvious that it's like a fake out, but something tells me that they're working at such a fast pace that I don't think they even have time to, to fake out anymore. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, like when you start, and, and I think we've also kind of done the same thing where you get a little cocky and you start to think that nothing can touch you, not realizing that we're all one, you know, bad sentence away from Oprah Winfrey, just shutting down your entire operation. Or, you know, the Bezos or some, somebody out there, right? There's always a, a larger fish lurking in the water, right? And so I think Disney is feeling like they're the largest fish in the pond right now, and they don't have to hide what they're doing. They don't have to hide that they demanded that they call it the 2020 Olympics, right? Now, you're talking about the difference, you know, having two Olympics, 2020, 2021. It's important because mm -hmm. remember 2022 is also an olympic year for the winter olympics so we basically got three in a row and guess where the our next olympics are going to be they're going to be back in beijing oh. for the winter olympics oh my god you see what they did there yep wow I mean, so, okay, exactly like you said, everyone's going to say, oh, what goes in the scene? Geo, Rob, you're wrong because Kung Fu comes from China and the Tokyo is in Japan, right? And we say, well, excuse me, but did you know the next Olympics are in Beijing? Excusez-moi, but I think that we're one step ahead of them. It's like the Queen's Gambit, right? Mm -hmm. Our chess moves happen to be outsmarting Disney at every step, and broadcasting this is dangerous. I, I mean, we tell everybody that listening to this is dangerous. I, I apologize if we've ever compromised your safety because that is the game that we play when you're dealing with hard facts, okay? Wow. So Shang-Chi, Disney is up to something with the Olympics. We will be there to cover the 2022 Olympics, we might even secretly try to sneak into Beijing and, you know, see if we can actually on the streets, see what's on the scene. So look forward to that. But I think um, as far as Kung Fu is concerned, I think both of us need to step up our game because this is almost like Disney calling us out, right? I mean, who, what's to stop them? I mean, we've already stopped them from, you know, 
all of these spiritual attacks that they've levied at us, right? We've gotten stronger as magicians. But I, I'll just admit it here and now. If they sent a bunch of kung fu thugs, they'd beat the shit out of me. I mean, they'd mop the floor with me. I don't think I would be able to defend myself at all. Maybe Nico would fend them off for me, my dog, my attack dog. But honestly, he'd get tired, you know? And I wouldn't want to make him make that decision, you know, have to choose, you know, to, you know, tire himself out for me like that. So I just think that we need to get better at Kung Fu, Rob. I think that's something that we should start working on is our Kung Fu expertise. Completely. Uh, Yeah. And this is, you know, I'm seeing this as, as a threat to us. They're saying we we can get you. Mm. Absolutely. And I think the only thing to do is to strike first and strike hard, um, which means that we will be watching Cobra Kai mm-hmm. and following exactly what they do in the in that TV show. Yeah, and you know, and we're lucky we have you know direct connection with Carl Douglas, the musician, vocalist who pinned the song Kung Fu Fighting. Oh yeah, exactly. And I mean, he and had he, to. He, he had to fight everybody. Exactly. In, in order to release that song, there was a pit of 30 trained assassins, and you had to fight your way out and be the last one standing. And that was him. So he released Kung Fu Fighting because he was the last one standing. And so, yeah, we have him in our, in, you know, in our corner. He'll be training us. Shout out to Kung Fu Fighting. And shout out to Shang-Chi and Aquafina. AKA uh, Coca-Cola plant. Good for them. Um, and also I think the new phase, like we we're saying, this is just the beginning of the new phase. Um, another staple is the Spider-Man uh, No Way Home that's coming out. And this literally, uh, like it came out like a week ago, the trailer. Within one week, it has already surpassed 60 million views on YouTube alone. That's not even including the millions of people reposting and commenting and articles written about it. I mean, it is incredible. And also, it's a multiverse movie, which is something that we've been talking about in our episodes for quite a while now. So, again, we're getting imitated. I think it's you know, it's flattering, but also we have not gotten any checks in the mail yet. Getting- I don't know, Joe. I don't think at this point, they obviously, they never will. They're just going to keep stealing from us and stealing from us. And, you know, what's rightfully ours, I mean, we should be billionaires at this point. Oh, my God. You know, Rob, I just checked our account, mm-hmm. and it says that the P.O. box number that I had given them is a digit off oh my goodness. instead of a one it's a seven and i checked the p.o box that it's going to and they yeah we asked them cold hard cash no checks ever and the p.o box we sent it to it's jeff bezos so we just made him an extra couple billion dollars off our ideas great great you know i mean we know we're not doing this for the money joe i know uh, that yeah but it maybe you were possessed 
to do that because that the fact that it's going to Jeff that that is suspect. You know what? I swear I triple checked that digit that one, and I said this is not a seven, and I pressed enter, and sure enough, it's a seven. So I don't. And here's the thing: I don't think I was possessed. I think something more nefarious. I think the computer was possessed because when you put the number down and you click save, you think that everything's good, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're, we're looking at a future where there is ghosts in the machines, right? I mean, we named our podcast after an anime kind of called ghost in the shell, right? Ghost in the scene, ghost in the shell. People always asked us about it, right? When we first started, if we were anime fans and I'd always have to say, that's never going to happen. You know, ghosts and pistachios, ghosts and sunflower seeds. I don't think so. The only ghosts that ex- I think exist are in turtles. Right? I mean, that's they live it. so long that it's like it, it takes a while for them to get to the ghost phase. Not realizing that they meant shell as in like computer shell. Right? No peanuts in a computer. Only cookies, apparently. And somehow there there can be ghosts in, in this thing. And actually, you know, like we said earlier, my computer broke down, believed to be some kind of computer virus installed by a ghost. So we're looking at the future of technology, including the paranormal. And that means that I think Bezos has an entire ghost crew switching digits to P.O. boxes, and it's all coming back to him. That's how he's so rich. I mean, if you've seen the numbers, he's gained so much more money in this period that we've started podcasting. And I, I just didn't realize that he's been ex, you know, exploiting us for this long. So uh, I feel used, ab- abused, but uh, overall, like I said, we're not doing it for the money. In a way, a little relieved. Right? Because, like, think about it. Like, okay, we probably paid for him to go to space, right? We, we provided the Earth 11 seconds without Jeffrey Bezos. I think that's a gift on humanity. So thank us. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and, you know, we're going to work so hard on the show that we're going to try to extend that time that Jeff is not on this Earth. That's a guarantee yeah. to you all. We will work so hard to make sure that there is enough money you know, there's there's always question about how resources are spent, but I think we could all agree. We will all pay whatever it takes to make sure that man does not set foot on this earth again. Yeah, get him off the planet, get him out of here, take a hike, and um, go see, you know, the solar system, bro. Just stay off the planet, stay off Earth, and we will do whatever it takes to, to help you with that. So if that means that we're going to have to take some more you know, losses when it comes to Disney taking our ideas, so be it. That's okay with me. But yes, the multiverse, they just continue ripping us off. And this time they're including Sony. It's a giant mega super crossover event. I think um, we watched the trailer before we started this episode. And I mean, there's something very sinister about bringing together the different threads of Spider-Man because we're now working in 
Disney Marvel, but they're bringing on Sony and both iterations, right? The Tobey Maguire and the other guy, Andrew Garfield, not the cat. So, okay. When it comes to the multiverse, do you think that they will bring us on board? Are we included in the movie? Has an alternate version of us been contacted? Or are they going to completely snub us like last time? Oh, wow. That's a very good question. I, I don't think I've been, I mean, my brain was just clean, so maybe I don't remember them asking me about this personally, but oh my God, I mean, they could be asking Robin Geo from the other universes, right? right? And this is what there is, they're really tilting their hand on this one too, with, it's not just like Spider-Man multiverse, you know, Sony and Marvel exists within their own, they have their own universes, their own sandboxes that they play in. They are, what I think that what they're exposing is they're bringing to light that every single time they made a new Spider-Man movie, you know, they kept on having like they had the original Spider-Man one, two, three, and then they, they started over again. I think they're showing they didn't actually start over again. We crossed over to a different reality where that was the first Spider-Man movie. Wow. And they did that several times. And the fact that they're bringing it all together on this one shows that we have been living in multiple realities for the last at least 20 years. I mean, and if you think about it, that's when the mandala effects have really started Mm -hmm. cropping up. Right, it was when the Spider-Man movie started. Rob, I mean, everybody, slow clap for that piece of investigation right there. I mean, that is amazing. I mean, I made sure I I told Doctor Etch a sketch to leave that that pit in because that yeah. was too spicy to 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 have be removed and me have to re re research again. Wow, I mean, right there. The multiverse is something that has only started to become more popular as a concept, but really, like you said, it's been manipulated for 20 years, and this is them finally kind of with their tail between their legs kind of telling us, "Uh uh-oh, like we did a boo-boo, and we actually need to fix this, and so that's what they're doing now. Um, I mean, I I think – that is uh, like a bombshell that you just dropped, Rob. So to everybody that has uh, watched the trailer, uh, understand that what you're seeing is not just you know the merger of uh, Sony and Disney. You're seeing three different universes being like sandwiched together. And understand that we are in that sandwich. I could be the bread, I could be the cheese, and we could be anything. The lettuce, a little bit of mustard. And I think it's very interesting that they have Jake Gyllenhaal in this as well. One Donnie Darko, if you will. Oh, oh yeah. Think about that, everybody. I mean, he's bringing his experience 
working with, you know, jet planes and different timelines and going back in time and dead bunnies. Death, right? He died. And I think he masturbated in front of a therapist. So he has all of that too. I mean, he's probably masturbating in front of a million therapists in the multiverse, right? He's known for that in a multiverse somewhere. So yes, this is something that I think people are now just starting to understand that the mandala effect is not just a, a single moment in time and that it's happened more than once. And I think that you've provided the evidence that shows like if you were to put on a chart of every Spider-Man movie that came out and then dated every single time a mandala effect event happened, you would see they matched point by point. So that's some homework for everybody. Everybody go home, do some, some research. Think about when you started talking about the Berenstein Bears and ask yourself, was Spider-Man 2 in theaters? Hmm? If, if you say no, ask yourself if Spider-Man 1 was in theaters. If 3, if the Spider-Man 1 again with Andrew Garfield. I mean, think about it. There's so many of these movies. It has to be one. So great work, Rob. That's incredible. And of course, Marvel owns, you know, I mean, Disney owns Marvel. So we're working within a labyrinth on top of a maze. I mean, this is, it, it is complex dealing with them. And they are just like the only game in town right now. Basically, you have to kiss the ring, the 10 rings, if you want a, you know, a shot at even making a movie these days. So I just think that it's very interesting that all of this is happening in their newest phase and they're being so bold and not hiding anymore. I think in their in phase 4, I think we're looking at a monster that has been created. And and we'll see what it looks like in the next few, you know, few movies. Yeah, I mean, it's and and that's what I'm really trying to dig into research-wise too. Is this a monster that is too big for Disney to control? Does this become a Frankenstein's monster? I think I think so, but uh, I, I think we we only um, can kind of view from afar in horror and just kind of see what what goes wrong. So you better believe we're going to be there, though. Okay, we will be there when the action happens, and uh, we're going to be telling you everything that we see. So um, I think that's good enough there, Rob. Honestly, I think people uh, probably need to go see your optometrist, have honest conversation about your eye care and about what they've been doing to your eyes without telling you. Um, and then I think you need to watch the Shang-Chi movie and um, maybe even rewatch some, some of the Tokyo Olympics and see the similarities. But most of all, you got to stay in the scene. Keep your eyes on the screen. You know, if I, there's lots of ways to test if we're going through more changes in the multiverse, like, Here's, here's an example. Like you can write a letter and put it in your mailbox, right? It could be about anything. And if you get a letter back from Keanu Reeves, but it sounds like he's like talking to you from a different time period. Hmm. Like two years may, ago. Yeah. Right, 
Right. You may have slipped through another rift in this multiverse. And, you know, that's what's kind of like frightening me about this whole kind of Frankenstein's monsters. Like not only are they merging different universes, we were talking about, you know, with Shang-Chi, they're merging different years. Yes. Together. So, you know, what year is it going to be next year? I'm, I'm not even so certain that we're even going to get to 2022. We might go back to 2011. We might be going in reverse. reverse or, time. Or, or skip to 3025. I don't know. I mean, I, there's no stop. There's no, there's no limit to this at this point. So, you know, that, that could be a lot to, to take in. So, you know, write your letters to Keanu. He's really nice. It was just his birthday. Write a birthday note to him. Happy birthday, Keanu. And, um, you know, just take care of yourselves, everyone. That's right. Stay extreme. We love you guys. Bye-bye.